Hello, welcome to the Latchkey Sibs. I thought that I would start off this episode by giving a quick disclaimer. Um, as you can see by the title, we aren't going to be releasing Bend It Like Beckham this week. We have had some scheduling conflicts, so we're going to take this as an opportunity to debut our new guest episode format. So aside from this instance, uh, going forward, we will be sporadically releasing surprise guest episodes, usually like on a weekend day as a bonus in addition to the week's regularly scheduled episodes. Um, So in these new guest episodes, our guests will be the one choosing and defending the movie while the three of us will be scoring them. We'll also be switching out the Nostalgia Factor score with a Recommendation Factor score instead. This way, guests can choose movies that we might not have seen before without being penalized, and this will also help fill in our blind spots for the movies that might not otherwise be featured on a regular episode. From there, all of our scores will be added up and divided by 150 to get a percentage out of 100. And then our guest scores will just live on on a kind of pseudo guest wall of fame. Um, And then just each guest episode, all of our guests will be competing against each other for like all time great guest movie scores. So I hope all of that made sense. I just wanted to explain this all at the top because soon you will hear us kind of trying to figure it out as we go along in this episode might get a little confusing so i hope this quick explanation clears everything up um and on that note please enjoy our first new guest format episode with ryan Rael. come on Sled gods, welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that usually challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest sibling, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm the greatest pushcart champion in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and today... T- today we have a very special guest... Um, we have Ryan Rael. Hello. Yes. Hello, I, hello. They just deemed me the honorary uh, fourth Baker sibling. Uh, so I'm appreciative <laughs> to be part of the family, even if it's for just the day. Yeah. Hey. Ryan, tell us a, a little bit about you and tell our guests a little bit about you or our, our uh you know, fans, our family members <laughs> that listen. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm also... The rest of your family now? Yes, yes. I, I'm also such a huge fan of what you guys do. I love your guys' banter. And, um, you know, I've been a fan of, of Holland and Allegra, at least in some capacity for a while, because I was a, a listener to Holland's Whatever It Takes Degrassi podcast. And since then, I've listened to almost every episode of what you guys do, and I think it's such a cool idea what you do. But myself, I'm a I'm a drummer here in the Los Angeles area, and I also host a podcast called My Pop Five. Uh, in that show, I bring on guests to uh, break down five pieces of pop culture that had an influence on them or 
helped shape them to become the people that they are today. And Holland was actually a guest on my most recent season, and we talked all about Harry Potter and Degrassi and a bunch of other cool stuff. So, yeah, I, just, I love what you guys do, and I'm just so thankful that uh, to have the chance to break down some nostalgic movies with y'all. <laughs> well, we're, we're happy excited to have, to have you, you here. <laughs> and yeah. did you choose a sort of like Canadian-based movie because of the Whatever It Takes <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Ryan's just very into Canadian culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's interesting is like uh, when Holland was telling me like both some of the movies that you guys had coming up and I was trying to pick something like there were so many things that I was like, man, I, I don't want to come in and knowing that I'll be competing with other guests in the future be like, choose the Lion King or something that like everyone's going to be like, yeah, Lion King's amazing. So I was trying to find something <laughs> a little bit more niche. And then, yeah, this is one that came up just because of uh, like my family ties with it. And I'm like, you know, that's an excellent movie. I, I want to talk about that one. So cool runnings is what we're talking yeah, about. It's, today. Yes, we are. What, so what we do here each week <laughs> is one of us. Ha- no, you're good. One of what we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued. While the other two, but in this case three, score it based on five specific categories. Because Ryan is our honorary guest, he is the one who had the pleasure of choosing the movie that us three will judge on a separate scoring sheet, separate, you know, uh, standard. Like a guest. So a separate board of, yes, of rankings (laughs) um, for guests and future guest episodes. Um, But. Just like normal, each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the guest with the most points will be labeled, you know, honorary Baker sibling, best master, sibling. you know, yeah, best sibling, favorite child. Best sibling, uh, yeah. Yes. It's like well, in Top Gear when they have guest stars race around their chat, their track, and there's that board of magnets. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. We're slapping you on the board. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> I so yeah, it. clearly this is our first guest episode of this format and we haven't entirely figured out the script. Um, uh, but I think script? the idea. Script? What do you mean? I do this off the cusp every week. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a little bit more evident this episode. <laughs> but I think the idea for our guest episodes, they're going to be bonus episodes. They're going to drop whenever we want them to drop. And instead of like seasons, I think like the guest scores will just stand like forever. Yeah, they'll it's like be an ongoing. Time mm-hmm. like wall of fame type of guest thing, and it's also a way for the three of us to watch movies that we maybe haven't seen before, but that are still mm-hmm. nostalgic like for people in our age group. Like this movie, I think is a perfect example. Cool Runnings was like such a blind spot for me, and I think probably for all three of us. Like, I'd always heard about it and, like, heard that it had, like, a cult following type of situation. But it was just, like, never... I don't I don't know how we never watched this. Well, it came out in 1993, so you had just been born. So our parents probably weren't, like, buying Yeah, but, movies. like, I'm sure this was yeah. on TV. Like, on Disney Channel all the time. And for some reason, like, we just... Yeah, I, I don't know why we didn't, but I've always heard about it. Exactly. You know, it's always been one of those movies that people talked about growing up with that mm-hmm. I was always like, oh, we missed out. So I'm happy that we had a opportunity to watch it because it would be, I mean, it literally wouldn't fit the parameters of our podcast otherwise to mm-hmm. watch it because none of us had seen it. You know, 
it wouldn't be nostalgic, yada, yada, yada. So I'm happy that we were able to find a way to get it, you know, mm. to, to view yeah. it and then talk about it because everyone's all, like, I feel like I always hear like other podcasts or friends of mine that are a little older or even just friends with older siblings that grew up with it talk about cool runnings, like feel the rhythm, feel the run, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, finally I get to watch this movie. Yes, it's at midnight and everyone around me is asleep, <laughs> but I get to enjoy it. Yeah. Gray, that little Jamaican accent you did, Chet Hanks is quaking. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and also, kind of jumping off of the whole idea of guest apps being a way to like fill in our own nostalgic blind spots, we are also going to replace the nostalgia factor category of scoring with like recommendation factor like how like likely or how good of a recommendation was this on a scale of one to ten because obviously it's not guaranteed that any of us will have a nostalgia for any of the movies if the idea is that guests can present things we've never seen and we don't want to penalize them for the fact that we've never seen these movies because that's on us that's not on them So, Unless it's yeah. terrible, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and without, <laughs> without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce the movie. We've already talked a little bit about it, but we are watching 1993's Disney production, Cool Runnings, starring John Candy and Leon, just Leon, <laughs> Dougie Doug. just Leon, Doug, <laughs> Doug, um, Doug, and others. I don't know. Hold on, uh, <laughs> I don't have my notes pulled up. But a quick summary, four Jamaicans formed their country's first ever bobsled team to compete in the upcoming 1988 Winter Olympics. They enlist the help of a disgraced former Olympic gold winner to reluctantly coach them. However, when they reach Canada, they're treated as outsiders by the other teams who fear they'll only succeed in embarrassing the sport. That's pretty That is a surprisingly competent IMDb summary, so thank you. Ian Tjambo. Ian T. Jambo? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't Jambo. It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I ain't Jambo. <laughs> I ain't Jambo. Um, yeah, so as we stated, it came out in 1993. Holland, of the three of us, was the only one alive, so we did not see it in theaters. Um, Ryan, what is your uh, very brief you know, history with your early viewings of this movie. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the first time I watched it, but I know I watched it so many times as a kid, it's just kind of all blends together. Uh, my dad has such a love for like sports movies and sports stories that like it just always came up. And even to this day, you know, he'll send me a book and I'll like get it in the mail and I open it and it's like some story about a kid who moves from Kenya and became an NBA basketball player. You know, and it's just like <laughs> sports stories are like all that like drives him. And so most of the movies that he would always show us were sports related or, you know, some inspiring story about some sports hero in some capacity. And so this was one of those. The other half of my dad, as much as it is like being obsessed with sports movies, is also like just one liners or 
<clears throat> dumb quotes that he loves. Like almost 50% of the things he said is like a Nacho Libre quote or a quote from <laughs> Cool Runnings or some silly movie that uh, Adam Sandler quote in some capacity. And he just like loves these little quotes. And this one is full of them, you know, like mm -hmm. Senka, you dead man or uh, thanks coach <laughs> or singing the Jamaica. We have a bobsled team song like that's just what my dad did over and over. And so he we had it on VHS and he probably played it for us like dozens and dozens of times. I haven't seen this in probably, you know, 15 years or so up until I watched it yesterday. Um, and I surprisingly remembered a lot because of how much um, that I had seen it as a kid. But, yeah, definitely a dad movie for me. My parents were divorced much like yours were. And so, like, going to visit him, it was just like he had to select VHSs that we would watch all the time. And this is definitely one of them. Nice. Dad's house movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm very grateful you chose this sports movie and not like 2004's Miracle. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, it's just like. <laughs> Great. That's an inspiring story, but at the same time, I'm like, I remember watching that as a kid in 2004 and being so bored. So, so I'm like, bored. all right, this was yeah. a much more enjoyable movie to like relish in as a child uh -huh. or even just viewing it, you know for the first time yesterday so yeah. I, I thank I you for so choosing the, the the more entertaining sports movie <laughs> Graham, i'm so glad you brought up miracle because when ryan was saying dad loves sports movies i also remember dad taking us to see miracle yeah. in theaters boring and getting so, so boring. Bo like i was the kid who would like never go to the bathroom in the movie because i didn't want to miss anything and i was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom just so i can like get the fuck out of here for five minutes yeah <laughs> I can't stand Kurt Russell's hair. I yeah. gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the good thing about this movie, too, is like, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I remembered there were funny moments. Um, but going back and watching it yesterday, I feel like I was just smiling ear to ear, like from beginning to end. Like, there's just so many, like, cool relationships between some of the characters, and there is mm -hmm. humor, and there's just, there is that, like, inspirational aspect of it. And so, like, I was just so happy watching yesterday. It, like, gave me good feels throughout the entire thing versus something like miracle or radio or any of those oh my stories. god radio yeah just remember the titans and we're just crying yeah yeah exactly well let's yeah, get into it let's let's give our uh, yeah let's give our scores um and well, just kind of jump straight into other, the discussion do we have any other pre-watch notes i know like I, I said don't. we didn't have to because we've never seen it. I wrote an optional, like, what do I know about Cool Runnings? Like, what is the cultural yeah. impact for someone who's never seen it? Um, I love John Candy. I vaguely know bobsled time. And I know the aesthetic is, like, early 90s as fuck. Like, pre-grunged kind of style. <laughs> yeah, I have two yeah. pre-watch notes in forms of questions, which is movie about bobsledding? And is John Candy in this? And also, there's an asterisk to my first note because I, like last week, I was talking to Kelsey, uh, my Degrassi podcast co-host, who Ryan also knows, um, about your movie choice. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it. It's about what? Like luge or something? Yeah. <laughs> she was like bobsledding. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Same difference to me. So as of last week, this note would have been movie about luge, which would have been wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I was in a winter sport area at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I just think... I just said I don't know bobsledding, so that's my pre-watch note. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Should All right, we get, well, let's into, get into our, our scores? Yeah. Do Colin, you want to start, start us off? Do I, should I start with Rec Factor or should I like say that one last? Let's say it last. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So Let's my say sit- it last. All right. So my sit through ability score is an eight. All right. Allegra? <laughs> uh, six. Oh. <laughs> oh. Pain. Was- mine, mine was an eight. Okay. All right. Even at midnight. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. All right. All right. Appropriate for children. What is your scores? I have a 10. I have yeah. a 9. I had an 8. Mm. So I guess I can okay. be argued, but for some reason I felt like it, I mean, like it was still pretty appropriate, but maybe not fully, but I can be argued. Um, All right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. I have a 9. Okay, sorry. Hold up, I have a nine. It feels so bad now. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a really good mood when I after watching it, so maybe I was just on a high. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had a I had a good time watching this movie, but and like maybe I'm I was just conservative, knowing that I would be argued up. But I put a six. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I mean, I put a seven for okay. hold up because it is very it's dated. Pretty dated. That's mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. true. Um, can I follow? I have an eight. I have a seven. I have a five. (laughs) (laughs) We're all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for recommendability. Oh, yeah. I have an eight. That's like a six. (laughs) Okay, okay. I had a seven. Okay. (laughs) So pretty middle of the road but yeah, i we're think we're kind of averaging out <laughs> to like yeah. maybe like a seven on a whole i don't yeah. know <laughs> all right ryan you got your work cut out for you on this podcast <laughs> i'm fucking ready i'm ready break out break out of the <laughs> i don't C, think you don't really gotta C work on me but <laughs> <laughs> yeah holland your scores are pretty solid eight eight yeah. ten nine eight i really liked it allegra six six nine six seven um, seven eight eight seven five. You it, there's a lot of room in in yeah, my scores. I'm I'm very fine yeah. with moving this around. Plus, you're the first guest where we're doing this, so like, why not be generous to make everyone else have to work harder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the privilege of agreeing first. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's dive into the movie. So I want to start off by saying that also prior to watching this, I completely thought this was a movie like starring children. (laughs) I had like zero context for what this movie was. I didn't even know it was about like the Olympics or anything. I just vaguely knew bobsledding happened or i guess until recently or luge and john candy was there but i thought like the people doing the sport were kids so i was not expecting to see the beautiful Doris on my screen and i was oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean pleasantly surprised but was not expecting it i was that lady who was basically thirsting after him this whole movie <laughs> as well. I just want to put yeah. that out there. You mean his best friend's mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked him up after this, I, and it was like, 
Leon is most famous for the Like a Prayer video, so I immediately watched Like a Prayer. Oh, I didn't see that. He's Black Jesus in the Madonna Like a Prayer video. Oh my god. Which is also very beautiful. When he's not all like weird claymation, he and he's a human being, he's very handsome. I mean to quote that lady, handsome as a lion, that one. I could watch that backside all day. Anyone else here horny for Reese? I also was like convinced it was, I mean, at least like teens, you know, like, yeah, like teenagers. And so when they first started the opening scene where he's like using rocks for blocks and like Mm -hmm. taking off, going on a run, I'm like, oh, that's the main character's dad. (laughs) He's an Olympic athlete. Like, I was just certain. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then it just stays on him for a while. And then it's like those little kids with the older, with a uh, Senka. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, those are the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, nope. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kept throwing me off. And then I do my, my first note, other than just saying starring Leon, one name, um, the first, the first, uh, first quote I had was, "What's the point of having kids on the front of those push carts, <laughs> yeah, other than just child endangerment? They weren't doing anything. They weren't steering. They weren't pushing. They were just hanging on in the front. Were they just the bumper? I think it's weight. I think it's like to have more weight on the front of the car. Okay, but I actually yeah. don't know. Like the rocks that John Candy." Put in the front of his bobsled. Yes. Oh, <laughs> foreshadowing at its finest. <laughs> in the article I read about what was real of this movie, a, a like annual push cart race does happen in Jamaica. <laughs> a that is a thing that exists and occurs. Love. The well, real. what I learned is that the reason a push cart, uh, a push cart tournament or whatever happens is because um so here we go in real life the local pushcart derby is inspired by two american businessmen living in jamaica wanting to develop the jamaican bobsled team mm. so oh, like wow. it, they like b- they like backwards engineered it into the movie but it's the other way around <laughs> it's like no mm. there is push carts because they were trying to develop a bobsled team wow Gotcha. So, yeah, that's a little, little funny, <laughs> fun information about that. Also, score by Hans Zimmer. That's my <laughs> first note. <laughs> I was like, what? Dude, you cannot nail this man down to a genre. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, this is much earlier in his career. He's much less established. He was writing for the, like, the theme. What, it did was very he, tropical. Was he also Mrs. Doubtfire? No, that no. was the that was the Lord of the Rings guy who did Mrs. Doubtfire. I but I feel like we don't pay attention to who does the score, but I saw Hans I Zimmer don't either, but I saw Hans surprised. Zimmer and I'm like, Interstellar's Hans Zimmer? <laughs> Inception's Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, early nineties that... he wasn't doing like crazy cool things. He was doing a lot of I mean, this was pretty crazy cool, in my opinion. <laughs> he was doing backdraft. Uh and a league of their own. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so he's doing fun <laughs> stuff, but he's mm-hmm. not like changing the landscape of. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not until 1994 when he does Lion King. Oh, wow. 
Um, yeah. I'm I'm now looking into Hans Zimmer, and he's done a lot of crazy movies. Like all I... of the be- all of the movies he's done are like best known movies, like Rain Man, Driving Miss Daisy, True oh, wow. Romance, Wow, Badlands. Um, I just saw another one, The Lion King, of course. Mm-hmm. Like everything, Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> he did the video killed the radio star music video whoa that's cool that's Wait, what, how does mo- that work that's the first mtv <laughs> yeah music how do you video. do the score for that <laughs> yeah it's just a song oh he can be sorry sorry he can be seen in the music oh, video okay okay i was confused <laughs> me too no, he was he he began his career playing keyboards and synthesizers in the seventies with the band Krakatoa. All right. <laughs> Hans Zimmer has lived many lives. That's what we're finding out today. I recently watched like an over two hour video about why the twenty nineteen Lion King movie sucks. Uh, and it I've watched a lot of footage of Hans Zimmer drunk at the red carpet for that movie. Oh wow. Mm. <laughs> He deserves is it. Is he just trashing it? No, he was just like... It's like, this is I up- bullshit. <laughs> I updated so much, and the guy making the video was like, you took out the triangle. What did the triangle ever do to you, Hans? <laughs> um, All right, back to, cool. yeah. back to yeah. the runnings. <laughs> I like how uh, Doris just, like, the only thing that he cares about is winning a gold medal in the Olympics, and he doesn't care how. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the one he thing He was that very was quick say. on giving up his dreams as a sprinter. Like, yeah. very quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that's cool. the one thing in terms of the follow-along score, where it's just, like, Doris's motivations make no sense. It's just, like, he sees <laughs> Olympics as a outlet and once he sees well this didn't work uh this john candy guy might be able to help me out he he just jumps at that the other three well Sanka's just there really to support Doris. Sanka is like in the whole movie he's just like the realest friend and i one of my favorite moments that i totally forgot about until we recently watched but is when at the beginning leon or Doris is trying to convince him and Sanka's just like all you have to tell me is that Sanka, we've been friends for a long time. We've been through a whole heap together and you really need me on this. And it's just like, he's just being like, even though I have no desire to do this, I'm your boy and I'm going to help you out with this. And so it was such a sweet friendship. (laughs) But then Junior and Yule have like these other aspirations, you know? And so like, I think outside of Doris, like the, all these different stories are like so awesome to see with these four, four people. Yeah, yeah, I kind of liked. Reason. If you're gonna I kind of liked story, the Junior you know, and Yule story more than Doris's because it actually like Doris's story basically ended once they got to the Olympics. Like yeah. he didn't really have too much more like development, so he just kind of became a background player, and then it was like the other guys' show. I mean, I wish they could be forthright about Sanka just being a stoner but because it's a disney movie they had to be very <laughs> hidden with it by just calling him like lazy and yeah. you know awesome. like not they responsible have, like, in rasta but they're like they can't say he smokes weed every day there's one <laughs> moment one there's one moment when yeah. he gets out of the yep out of the airport when he has they, they see yeah, his they say what you cold. smoking yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and he just says nothing. It's it's just cold or whatever, you know. But that's uh, that's like the one allusion to it. Yeah, right. But I wish they could just go full out with it. Um, actually, Me maybe too. not because I think they might have gone. They would probably have gone too far with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Senko was also, already like such a like clown character, which I enjoy. <laughs> like I think he's like peak comic relief character yeah like even Mm -hmm. though he was very silly i feel like in the context of the movie it works but i feel Mm -hmm. like yeah if they had been a little more explicit about the weed they would have like run it into the ground and maybe pushed Mm -hmm. him a little bit over the edge as a character song is the one who has the big like team building monologue like john candy has his monologue that gets him back into the olympics but sink is the one who's like i don't want to be the swiss if you want me to be the best that I can be, the best that I can be is Jamaican. And it's like, yeah, yeah Jamaican pride. That was so inspiring. We're all Jamaican today. <laughs> and I think that like goes back news- to what Gray was saying. When Gray was saying that, like, Doris doesn't really have a story. Doris's story ends up becoming, like, he wants to be something that he's not, right? He's trying to be the Swiss. And, like, there's the moment mm-hmm. where they have that terrible run where he's like smacking him on the head because that's what the swiss do and you know like yeah, yeah it was Senka's speech, speech that kind of converted him to be like no i'm gonna embrace jamaica i'm gonna embrace my people my brothers and i think there is conflict especially at the beginning with sprinting being such a individual sport you know the movie starts oh, with yeah. them all trying to sprint into the olympics and it is such an individual it's me 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 and i'm thinking about me and my journey and i think if there is a argument to say what Doris's story was it's kind of shifting to be like embrace your people embrace your team embrace your culture your 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 country and having that be his like realization that makes them be successful towards the end you know um, totally. but yeah I, I think Sanka is the real reason that they ended up being successful in the end because he was just like no we have to and then like everyone embraced it even after that like no one ever wanted to kiss his lucky egg and then <laughs> you'll you'll at the end is like let me let me see that lucky egg and he kisses the egg you know like they all just kind of finally embrace each other yeah yeah they yeah. all they all have to build the arc of teamwork totally because yeah, don't forget think- they also gave john candy the beanie Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, John Candy beanie, is though. also Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. He gets a pass for that horrible Jamaican accent like five oh, minutes boy. earlier in the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, One of the things I, about the beanie that I think was funny is I totally forgot about this scene, but like when they're at the bar doing square dancing and everything like Senka is so <laughs> funny in that you know just howdy partner and he's just like just mm-hmm. jumping in full embracing the square dancing culture but then when they cut away and they come back to him I didn't even pick up on it until I watched this most recent time that he was wearing the cowboy hat and yeah, yeah and she was wearing the beanie I saw that too and I'm like oh I, I did like that gag and he's such like, a, a homie because when there is the fight that breaks out he just sees that there's a fight, runs, jumps, and dives straight into the fight. No questions asked, just to go help his homies. You know? <laughs> Sanka didn't need an arc. Yeah. That was like, I I felt like very uncharacteristic of what, like, I thought he would be one where he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And sure. he's just like, nah, bro, like, pile driver. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, Sanka starts this movie and ends this movie knowing that friendship is the most valuable yeah, thing. Yeah, Sanka's already like self-actualized coming into the movie, and everyone just needs mm-hmm. to catch up to where he's at, basically. And I totally. love that for him because you yeah. know that cowboy girl, like he was gonna get laid that night, and he's like, "Sorry, baby." 
yeah. gotta gotta go how my bad bros. was the east german guy at acting oh, oh my horrible God. horrible he was so bad dude it was horrible i'm like it looks like he's he's like holding back laughter every line he's giving mm-hmm. my... it's it was so bad <laughs> The biggest laugh of the movie for me is when he's like in- trying to intimidate them at the bar, and right as he's walking away, he like fully bulges his eyes, like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" Yeah, and he just oh, kept calling. Boy. I thought it was interesting that he just kept calling them Jamaica the whole time. Like it didn't matter which one he was talking to. It was mostly Junior, but anytime he was referring to anyone, it was just Jamaica to any of any I of mean, them. East Germany yeah. and. Yeah. Feels immediately <laughs> racist just on sight. To, so. be, to yeah. be fair, like I feel like Disney tries to communicate racism without saying racism, without like explicitly addressing. It's like, hmm, all the other teams are like white and suspicious of them. Oh, they they're only being called Jamaica. Uh, and then John Candy even explicitly says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are the four black guys making you uncomfortable? All white Olympic committee." And it's yeah. just yeah. like. All right, subtext becomes text. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, other than that, the closest they got was I think Sanko was, or somebody said, like, we're different. People are always afraid of what's different. Maybe it was Yule who said that. It was Yule, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's one of the moments that I was like, I had like, oh, like, I I just didn't, I forgot (laughs) about that. But yeah, Yule is talking to Junior about, he's like, yeah, they see us as different and people are afraid of what's different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, y- Yule's the MVP for me. <laughs> no, Yule and Junior, I think Grace said it a minute ago, but like those two, I think their story together, because they hate each other so much at the start. I think one of the things that's like the, the biggest takeaway for me with this is just those various different relationships and like how one small moment can really change and like build a relationship. Like mm-hmm. I think to the hotel scene when, you know, Yule finally explains what his aspirations are he's like i want to be bigger than jamaica i want to move somewhere you know bigger than anything that we've ever done and he shows like the buckingham palace and sanko makes fun of him at the moment but even though yule's been terrible to junior this whole time junior goes hey um i think we need more yules in the world you know jamaica would be better off the people would be more off and he's like you're gonna get your palace you know and so like that moment and then immediately follows with yule pumping junior up in the bathroom with the I see pride. I see power. I see a badass oh. mother who don't take no crap from nobody. Like that that whole thing, like those two's relationship is just like so perfect. And I think there's so many mm-hmm. moments that like I got emotional with that junior moment too. Yeah, it was definitely my favorite arc in the movie. Um, I know the whole like, it's not your dream dad or it's not my dream dad. It's yours is like mm-hmm. at this day and age played out. But I have a feeling in this time of like when the movie came out it was still very much like in vogue to portray yeah so i definitely gave it grace for that because i'm like okay it wasn't overplayed when it was actually out so Mm. i did enjoy it and yeah it was to me it was like that was so much of the heart of the movie was Mm. junior and his personal arc yule and like their connection together like yeah, the the bar scene. Like I loved that scene mm-hmm. when they're in the in the uh, the bathroom. And I, even like it took me a second to be like, oh wait, shit, that's Yule doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like I was like, oh shit, that'd be something like Doris would do, just uh-huh. naturally. But like the fact that it's Yule doing it because he hated he hated Junior, 
like makes it more powerful. It makes it more fun. And like, and then when he comes out and he like stands up to, you know, like East Germany's Pee Wee Herman, he gets, you know, like it, it turns into something. Yeah. And then the whole end, the, the bow on all of it is after he tells his dad, Junior sees himself in the mirror as the elevator's closing and he says like, yeah, I see pride. I see pride. But then after he tells his dad, no, dad, I'm a man. I'm going to make my own decisions. And Yule's just like leaning in the hallway, dope as hell, sees him and he goes, that's a badass mutta, you know, and you're just yeah. like, oh, I just got yes. chills. I just got chills with you describing it. <laughs> yeah. Like th- that story is so good. One thing I forgot to note with the Doris thing. And I think it's, I think the whole story about with everyone is just, this is a story about dreams. You know, junior has his dreams to be not what, what he wants to do an Olympian and not what his dad has set up for him. You know, Yule has his dreams for, for grander, you know, Doris has his dreams for a gold medal. But one of the things that I think the one line where it was inspirational from John Candy's perspective is towards the end when Doris is asking him, like, why did you cheat? You know, what, what did yeah. you do this for? And then John Candy has that line that's like, it's about a gold medal, but I think it's just like you can talk about this in dreams in general. And he says, if you're not enough without it, then you'll never be enough with it. You know, yeah. and I think like that's the whole thing. Like if you're aspiring for something, just getting it isn't going to get you there. And I think that's something Doris was also trying to deal with, like. You have to be enough. And then he asked that question, like, well, how will you know if you're enough, you know? And so that was one moment, too, where I think that was also when we were not sure what Doris's story was. I think that's also part of it, too, is just to say, hey, Doris was aspiring for something that he thought would give him fulfillment. But it took like realizing, no, you're going to get fulfillment from the other stuff, which is why I think the Sanka moment and the pride and the teamwork that we kind of mentioned a little bit led to that evolution mm-hmm. for Doris even as well. So, yeah, it's I think there's the this journey not the destination because yeah, if it didn't even totally. matter to him what olympic sport it was going to be he just yeah. wanted the glory he looked up to his father and thought that's what he needed mm-hmm. to do to be like his father and john candy's like no like you have to be enough mm-hmm. for yourself and mm-hmm. i yeah. had to up my recommendation uh score <laughs> because you're like you're fucking right like that's this is a good <laughs> lesson that i don't think you see in a lot of kids movies and you lifted it up just like they lifted up that bobsled at the end of the movie and crossed that finish line i literally i I definitely teared up at that part yeah (laughs) all i was thinking of at that moment was they all definitely have whiplash and or neck (laughs) and back pain uh-huh. And they also described that sled as weighing 600 pounds. I'm like, that's yeah. like 150 pounds per yeah. person holding that with back pain. I'm like, that no, no paramedic in their right mind would let them do that. No, if they totally. pulled him out of that. They wouldn't be like, clear off. We're walking. They're like, no, you're fucking not, bro. Yeah. Like, there's no chance in hell you are walking up. Walking Do we know if that line. really happened? Was that a true part? I guess, so, Gray, you'll tell us in the trivia. But <laughs> Yeah, I know the crash um, happened, but I don't know if... And I think they did walk to the end of the finish line. I don't know if they carried the sled, though. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, there's two <laughs> things I wanted to say about that scene, I think, in the defense about why I think this movie is beautiful. Uh, more from, like, a... Com- <laughs> one from, like, a comedic standpoint. And in that scene, specifically, throughout the whole movie, Sanka's getting hurt, and, like, the running bit is Dries being like, Sanka, you dead? And he goes, yeah, man you know and then when the crash happens and they're all just kind of like out next <laughs> up against the slide you know Sanka's the one who switches it to be like Doris are you dead and he says no you know and then they they get up and that's when they carry the sled but what I also love about that moment is the movie starts with the race Doris is you know trying to get to the Olympics Junior trips them up they're on the ground and there's that shot of him looking up at the finish line 
and everyone going across. The end of the movie, they crash the bobsled. He looks up and he sees the finish line again, just in a different standpoint from the bobsled. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that poetic element of just like that, that visual of like, once again, you see the finish line, but different spirits. You know, I think there's pride in this moment versus at the beginning where it's disappointment. And I think like I didn't really capture that like as a kid, you know, but watching it the second time around, I'm like these dang Disney, they know how to, how to make yep. this shit work. You know, Ryan, you describing that again, makes me want to slow clap right now. The slow clap was so bad, but like in a good way, but it was so way. bad, mainly because it was started by Pee Wee Herman where I'm like, yes. stop, dude. Maybe yeah. that's Get why it here. definitely made me chuckle, but I also <laughs> joined in when I was watching it. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, you guys. I can't handle this much cheese. <laughs> this yeah. movie was very cheesy, but in really the best yes. way. <laughs> yeah. When we were talking, someone brought up like the 90s fashion of it, too. Um, the mo- oh, my God. The you fashion the of this movie. <laughs> was spectacular i wanted so many clothes when Me i was too. watching this i'm like i want all of the windbreakers they're wearing yes I especially when they're so many of their shorts oh yes. my god dude those are two for me too great like in the beginning when Doris is like getting ready like and doing his running there your holland mentioned it like he is a beautiful man you know but then even then like those shorts i'm like those are fucking dope like i i would wear those shorts but then uh, also yeah, just like every pastel single lavender spit. running shorts i'm like <laughs> bring it on i want them yeah. yeah every single person's outfit when they're doing the like when they're first trying to like walk on ice and like hockey team comes in you was wearing those like orange bright highlighter orange like pants and they all have their like windbreaker stuff like it was just the so Dude, 90s no, and i was yes. like i Dereese's, want every single one of their outfits Dereese's, uh windbreaker in that shot when they're mm-hmm. first trying out because he's where it's it's a it's primary colors but they're all muted yes uh-huh oh i was like all over that i said i like stopped the movie and i'm like meg find that for me. <laughs> i need it like i need this- that fucking jacket maybe this says too much about my fashion but the the child in senka's push cart has the rainbow sweater and purple overalls i'm like <laughs> yes no yeah that? i did love that too everyone in jamaica was fucking slaying without this yeah I my also, slay i also dug john candy's like jamaica like Big, letterman style so cool jacket that he had going mm-hmm. on yeah, yeah, yeah. fashion police <laughs> taking it back i did say when they were at the honky tonk bar i'm like canadian honky tonks and i'm like hashtag maybe it's different you know i mean i think canada can get pretty country i mean shania twain is from canada and she's like the country queen uh i did write have you never seen letter kenny hello that's true. I did. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote, not since South Park uh-huh. have I seen so much slander against Canadians. Because, <laughs> like, and I, as the movie went on, I realized that the reason they're so suspicious of the Jamaicans is maybe mostly to do with John Candy's deep, deep shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they would have been more open to the Jamaicans had they had a different coach. 
But, yeah. you know, they still weren't cool to the Jamaican I, Yeah, I still think they yeah. were, like, the freaking newscaster people were like, what are they doing here? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. see them succeeding at this. This is ridiculous. And then literally, like, Fairweather fans, they're like, I got the shirt, too. We all love Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hated yeah. that. As someone who is, like, a sports fan of teams... I fucking hated that so much. <laughs> yeah, and it was that was the so unre- unrealistic part is like those guys are so much have to be like neutral. You can't be rooting for everyone. And like in that last run, they're like Team Jamaica, let's go Jamaica! Like the whole yeah. time, like that they're going down that last run. It was just, it was funny. I did think, what yeah. happened to journalistic integrity? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, so I do want to talk a little bit about John Candy. Um, Unfortunately, I was a little underwhelmed by most of his performance in this movie. Um, now, when he gave his monologues, like specifically the in front of the Olympic Alliance and mm. on the Why Did You Cheat scene, he was really hammering it home and like killing it. But most other scenes, especially like his interactions with like the bobsled team, I felt like it was a very lazy not as like lively i don't know performance mm-hmm. of john candy and yeah sadly I enough like... this was the last movie he was in before he died oh wow i didn't know that I was another wondering. movie another movie came out that that he was in that came out posthumously posthumously um but this was the last one i guess he was like alive for for the premiere or whatever gotcha. um so, I don't know. Maybe it's sacrilege for me to say that he felt lifeless in this movie. Um, but that's just how I felt for a lot of it. And I was really bummed out because I love John Candy. Oh, I just thought that, like, he got better as the movie went on. He was better in Canada than in Jamaica. Yeah. Maybe that's where yeah. his powers yeah. are stronger. I think part of it, yeah, the, reason I mean, for that, the reason for that is I think he starts off as, like, the curmud- curmudgeon bookie who's, you know, dispirited from his life of being banned from his love, you know? Um, but yeah, I agree. but even there... still, it was like it was more like it felt like an apathy toward the role more so than like in character mm-hmm. toward the the situation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's totally personal. I, part but... of me wonders if he if it was like the direction of like how to play those scenes because like we've seen. I feel like we've seen John Candy in roles where he's supposed to like an uncle buck he's kind of a dick curmudgeonly with the children <laughs> and like you he can play frustrated in a yes, comedic exactly. way but and so the fact that he wasn't doing that in this movie is like strange to me and i'm like i wonder how much of that was like maybe him or the director or i don't know uh i don't really yeah and i will yeah, say yeah the reason why my sit-through is not... I mean, my sit-through is still, like, an eight. But the reason it's not higher is just because, like... I feel like it's kind of... It's slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like, things don't get that exciting until we get to Canada. And there's, like... Yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of t- zoning out during the Jamaica uh, scenes. Just... I don't know. Maybe just training is boring to me in general. But, like, I was like... <laughs> it wasn't going to get it- to, like... The, it wasn't the, 90s the enough stuff. of a montage. <laughs> yeah. The, it is, though. It is a 90s montage in Canada, though. Like, because whenever they wake yes. him up at 6 in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. And then they're yes. running and doing the stuff in the bathtub. And yeah, like, exactly. They're, they're training montage. on the ice. That was, like, 
the good. That the was good a much montage. better montage than the Jamaica montage. That's that's mm-hmm. true. I forgot mm-hmm. about the Canada montage. Yeah, but yeah, um, especially I also, too because I think they really build on like John Candy like just not respecting Sanka because he's just a goofball. But then like even they build a relationship, and it's like silly moments like when he's helping him do pull ups or like when he can't ever get his helmet on and he's like smacking it on <laughs> thanks, and thanks coach, coach yeah. thanks coach like that. And I love that the whole thing too. Like you open the the show with it. I don't actually remember if this is what was captured on recording, but saying sled gods, you know, and he always called him yeah. sled god. Like that relationship, I think, was cool between them. And especially the moment that I'm thinking of, and this this isn't necessarily comedic, but I liked this moment with John Candy is when Sanka's like so desperate, like I'm the best push cart driver in all of Jamaica. Like I need to be the driver. And then John Candy goes into, you're going to have to stay up late. You're watching every single turn. You're doing all these things, you know, and when he kind of convinces Sanka and Sanka's just like, all right, Doris can be the driver, you know? Yeah. Uh, so th- that was a oh good moment, I think, between them two. I was talking to someone about Cool Runnings. I was talking, to, and I was like, because uh, I'd never seen it before. And I was like, well, I've been watching a lot of sports documentaries lately. Maybe next I'll watch a, a bobsled uh, sports documentary. And my friend goes, oh, well, they have some of that in there in the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you say this is like an like a semi like a last biographical? Because <laughs> he's like looking at pictures of turns, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I really feel like I'm captured the spirit (laughs) (laughs) he's memorizing them he's just like oh that's eight it's like flashcards (laughs) well that's what's cool is when when they're in the bathtub and he yells 12 you know they all do their like motions of what they're supposed to do when it gets to that turn you know Uh uh-huh which is cool (laughs) so i don't need to watch a documentary i had like a two-in-one experience (laughs) basically obviously i also wanted to touch on i was like why is Junior's dad so mad when he's literally competing in the Olympics? He's officially an Olympic Seriously. athlete now. And I'm like, why are you so butthurt about this? Like, is it just because he did it without asking you? But I'm like, it's pretty cool that he's in the Olympics. I think it just goes <laughs> to show how much he doesn't believe in Junior. Yeah. Like, all the other, yeah. like, older people, like, the the whoever Jamaican Olympic committee guy who was mad at John Candy at first being like afraid you're going to embarrass the country Mm -hmm. because they're assuming they're going to fail. Yeah. So I think his dad is already like, you're going to embarrass yourself instead of like going to work at a respectable job. Like I told you to, which is why it's even doubly important that junior stands up to his dad to be like, you don't even believe that I can win. You're Mm -hmm. the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and it goes to show when he says like, what do you see when you look at me? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He says a lost little boy who would be lost without his father. You know, like he just totally has no respect for him at all. Um. This. Okay. This is about. This is a non sequitur. I just. I feel like I want to say it, and I don't know where else to put it in the show. But I have a friend who grew up on Jamaica whose nickname is Junior. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Winston. Wow. Oh, Winston. Yeah. Whoa. And then Shout that's crazy out. because the little kid, the little kid on the car that Sanga's pushing at the beginning, his name is Winston. Oh my God. <laughs> Was that yeah. Winston? I'm like, how old were you in 1993? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. One thing. I know sorry, you, you got to ask on... him about Cool Runnings. I, t- I texted yeah. my friend Loretta, who is also Jamaican about Cool Runnings. And I was like, I've never seen it. And she was just like, girl, what? <laughs> What's wrong One montage with you? that 
one montage in Jamaica that I actually liked was their making money montage. Like with the kissing booth and oh, yeah. Sanka, <laughs> Sanka singing the, the Jamaica, you know, you can't believe, you know, that that whole uh-huh. song and all the things that they're doing to try and raise money. Is really I funny, did enjoy you know? that montage. Yeah. Junia. Yeah. Winston's <laughs> Instagram handle. <laughs> it's Junia. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I saw, I know I saw a legger tweet, uh, kissing booths are sex work. <laughs> Which isn't bad. <laughs> I think we just should acknowledge it. Why is this socially acceptable? We put kids up to it and yet we criminalize yeah. all other sex work. <laughs> that was another also- moment where even as a, uh, you know, straight male, seeing Doris kissing those people, I'm like, that is such a beautiful man. I, I, I am also swooning over Doris. I know. I'm like, I also would be lined up uh, for <laughs> Doris's kissing booth. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I'm like, there's yeah. no way people still do kissing booths, but there's no way they're ever going to do them again after COVID, Oh, no, right? no, 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 like, no, 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 no. No way. That's the first thing I thought about, too, was how, like, unrealistic um, a kissing booth. Like, I actually watched... Uh, She's the man, like last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I watched it during COVID, and I'm like, no way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when they come out into the Canadian airport and it's just packed full of people, I'm like, they're not scared at all. (laughs) They're not like paranoid at all about a virus. Yeah. I mean, it's also pre 9 11, so it's just like security so lax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Do you think we're wrapping up? Ryan, is I there anything so. else? I mean, yeah, I, I definitely am going to be uh, raising some of my scores. Yeah. Well, the I, only I guess reason... my. I'm sorry. <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead, Allegra. Uh, the only reason I didn't give this a perfect 10 for appropriate for children is they do swear a bit. Oh, do they? Mm. Yeah, okay. they say. Yeah, they, they say, say ass badass. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Okay. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is I think, uh, you know, on its face, like the 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 one elements that I think and I think I started this with this is that the one thing that's unbelievable is the thing that's actually the true story about like you can look at this movie and be like, that's so fake. The Jamaicans wouldn't actually have a bobsled team, but it happened. So I think that like breaks that uh, the disbelief of that being a potential. But I really think like this whole story is that it's a story about friendship. It's a story about dreams and like how the various different points of dreams and what the aspirations are for some of these people and how that changes. And I just think it's so beautiful. Like just the, the relationships between Sanka and Doris and their friendship. I think there's another funny line. Like I've been friends with you since, and I don't remember the name, but I've been friends with you since Jenny wanted to see your dingling or something, you know, like there's oh, just yeah. like, they, they do so many things to like, to like show your, uh, the, the friendship that they have together. But then like we've, we touched on it quite a bit, but like the Yule and junior story, the junior and his dad's story, I literally got teary eyed when junior is telling you like, or telling Sanka basically, but you know, everyone needs to be more like Yule you know people who want to do more like that's aspirational and when he goes and saves the picture and hands it to yule and says you're gonna get your palace i was just like oh i'm getting teary-eyed a little bit you know (laughs) like it's just and and there's no reason for it junior is just like a good guy the whole time everyone hates him junior also funds this entire trip he sells his car so they could do this you know like there's just so many beautiful elements i think with all four of them and i think musically there's so many cool moments like 
just some of the arrangements of some of the songs that they have both in the end credit scene and in the training montage. I just think there's, like I mentioned earlier, I was smiling ear to ear so much throughout the entire movie just because uh, I think I love these characters and I forgot how much I love these characters, but I think it's it's hard not to like them after watching it. I think uh-huh. it's the personalities and that more so than I think the bobsledding aspects of it. But then you root for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> if I haven't already eaten lunch, I would have ordered some cornmeal and uh, other... We're, we live in a Caribbean neighborhood. I'm like, I watched this movie and there was no food whatsoever. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like we're not representing I know. Jamaica enough. <laughs> Although the shot of Darice's house when he's kissing his girlfriend, I was like, oh my God, what a gorgeous house. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. When we look in the water, I'm like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I really want to go to Jamaica so badly. Yeah, this movie also definitely painted it in a beautiful light. <laughs> um, the one thing I also think was cool, you talked about like keeping score of all the guests on the show. It just reminded me so much of the kids keeping track of like the, oh, yeah. scores on, like, the chalkboard <laughs> in the bar in the bar. So y'all mm-hmm. need your own chalkboard and to hire some kids. To I know we got to design a different type of way to keep track of our guest stores or guest scores. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we'll hire totally. some Jamaican children. Not a problem. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. Should we Winston do final scores? Live stream a blackboard. Live yeah, let's do our final scores. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I'll go. So I bumped my nostalgia, or sorry, I bumped my uh, recommendability from a seven to an eight. Yeah. Okay. I kept mine at an eight. <laughs> I moved up mine up to an eight. Perfect. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, I have an eight still. Left it. Same. I bumped it to an eight. All right. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I wonder what this score is going to be. Um, appropriate for children. I went from a nine or from an eight to a nine. Yes. I lowered mine to a nine because I forgot about the swearing. I kept it mm. at a nine. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I bumped it Hold from up. a seven to an eight. I actually lowered mine to an eight just because. Oh yes, my it's god! Pretty dated. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are they all going to be eights? Well, I I bumped mine. <laughs> well, up no, to it's a just seven. we all have okay. the exact same score now. Eight eight eight. Eight eight eight. Well, nine, nine, Allegra eight, eight. bumped it to a seven. <laughs> and then can Doesn't I follow? Hold up. Yeah, it's for hold up. And then can I follow? Okay. I'm keeping at an eight. I kept um, mine at a five. I'm keeping mine at a seven. Okay. There were some where I'm like, I how whatever. Um I will say I was eight. slightly confused at the beginning when Doris and Junior and Yule were like competing for a summer Olympic sport to get on a summer Olympic team, and then it was like Sorry about that. Why don't you try this winter Olympic sport that's going to start in three months? I was like, what is the timeline? I can explain this. I can explain this. So I had the same thought. And then while looking through trivia, that's because in the 1988 Olympics were the second to last Olympics that actually held summer winter in the same year. Oh, okay. So they used to hold them in the same year. Yeah, me neither. Um, Uh, So, yeah, 1988 was the second to last year that the Winter and Summer Olympics uh, were held the same year, every leap year, so every four years. As 1992 was the last year, 
Um, and then from then on, it was alternating. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. They, that right. That makes more sense. Okay. All right, so with we we figured out a oh yeah that's right bonus points. I'm gonna be a bonus point for how hot Doris is. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm giving a bonus point for um, Yule and Junior being uh, in love. Yeah, um, I think my last yes. note is uh, okay. Shipping Yule and Junior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They move into a mansion together. That is yeah, they have their yes. house together. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that do... none of I'm pretty sure none of these characters are real. Like they're fully fiction. It's not even the same sure. name as the actual bobsled people. So I'm like, I'm not shipping real people. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> shipping fictional characters. Great. Um, like, are you saying that reminds me of a? Uh... The South Park episode, Tweak and Craig, where... Yes. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, um, I'll do a bonus point for uh, just, I mean, the classic, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, yeah. get on up. It's Bob's it's Bob time. time. That's yeah. the one thing I knew about this movie going into it. So yeah. Should that be how we start our podcast? Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. <laughs> just from now on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with that being said, and with our weird grading system for having three people put in scores, which we explained, I think we're probably going to cut it out in the previous explanation when we were figuring it out. But yeah. I'll say it right here. We're adding all of them up. So everyone still has a personal, like, you know, threshold of 50. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're doing out of 150. And then we're just taking the percentage of whatever that is divided by 150. So it's still a one out of 100 score. Ryan, your score and the first Latchkey Sivs guest pod episode, Cool Runnings, comes to a 81. That's pretty Ooh, damn good. Pretty I, solid. I, I'm about it. Pretty That's solid. pretty good, especially pretty for good. this season. Um, yeah, if you look at most of the scores that I have so far, <laughs> you're already doing a lot better than I am. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's Heck appropriate. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. That feels right to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that already beats out 11 of our... Uh, of Holland's movies. <laughs> 11 of our, what, 18 that yeah. we've done this season so far? Yeah. So there you go. I'm it's already it. in the top top half of this season. So congrats. Yeah. Let's get some, let's get some uh, trivia about the movie going. Yeah. Um, the budget for it, it was released October 1st, uh, 93. The budget was $17 million, and the box office was $154.9 million. Wow. Mm. Holy crap. At the time of its release, or at the time, it was the highest grossing live action film released under the Walt Disney Pictures banner. Damn. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize how big of a hit it was. It's bigger than old contrary, <laughs> contrary to the story in the movie, the Jamaican team was met with open arms by the international bobsledding <laughs> community. One of the other teams even went so far as to lend them a backup sled so they could qualify. Oh, that's wow. cool. Um, I love this, that this is just... Uh, in 2015, Dougie Doug, who played Sanka Coffee, 
revealed that he still owns Sanka's Lucky Eggs, which are made of rubber. <gasps> oh, oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the final John Candy film to be released before he died of a heart attack. Um, he died five months later while filming Wagons East. Uh, in the sport of bobsledding, adding weight to the sled is perfectly legal. In fact, really? <laughs> sometimes it's a safety measure. Both two- and four-man sleds have minimum and maximum weights. The weight of the sled is calculated as the total weight of the sled and its crew. So if the fully loaded sled weighs less than the minimum weight, it is perfectly legal and almost like not even recommended it is required to add weight to make up the difference to reach that minimum weight dang well maybe he went over the max he went over the maximum yeah i mean maybe but that just makes it like dangerous for everyone and not even maybe beneficial (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) um denzel washington turned down the role of darius and eddie murphy turned down the role of sanka balking at the pay that they were offered Wow. Okay. I can't well, imagine Asimov's. anyone else though. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, imagine that's, true. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. If it would, but if it was Denzel and Eddie, come on, it would still be a pretty fuck. If it was Eddie Murphy as Sanka, it would be great. <laughs> I do feel like that Denzel Washington and Eddie Murphy would have brought an acting caliber to the movie that would have thrown everything else off. Elf balance. Yeah. yeah. Or it would yeah. have brought in more high quality actors and turned this into something real good. I think wow. it would have been more I don't know. like miracle. I still thought it, was it would have been good. like miracle. Yeah, yeah, it might have turned. Yeah, <laughs> it would have serious. turned it into miracle. You're probably right. Yeah. Or like I know this I is the know. first time Whatever. I've ever seen Doesn't this matter. movie, but um, like I just can't imagine Dougie Doug. I can't imagine anyone but Dougie Doug. Yeah, Osenka. Yeah, I feel like Eddie Murphy would have been like too over the top. Would have been too Eddie Murphy. Yeah, too Eddie Murphy. You couldn't separate him from the character. Yeah. Anyway, continue. And right. I can't personally <laughs> visualize that relationship. Right, like the Doris and Senka, like loving best friends from school type yeah, of relationship with Denzel, with Denzel and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Um, on January 18th, 2014, the Jamaican bobsled team qualified for the two man bobsled at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. They have described themselves as Cool Runnings, the second generation. In light of the team's qualification, Dudley Stokes, one of the original 1988 team and now general secretary of the Jamaican Bobsled Federation, said, I don't think support for the team like we've seen over the last three days would have been sustainable without the ongoing appeal of the movie. The team received funding from many sources, including one donation campaign held by the online community for the cryptocurrency dogecoin oh my god <laughs> wow um, how Sink, 2014 coffee i know so 24 i mean if anything that was ahead of time ahead of its yeah. time that's true but um, i mean just like the doge aspect before it crashed <laughs> yeah um just like the bobsled anyways uh oh my god. <laughs> Hip-hop legend Tupac Shakur auditioned for a role in this movie. My assumption is he auditioned wow. for Yule. Yeah, I was yeah, Yule. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Tupac Shakur going Eddie. up to Junior and being like, that's a badass mother. Wow. Imagine. Okay, so in hold, the on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine Denzel was... Washington. Oh, my God. No, 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 hold on. Because just from what I've seen from the trivia, it's. Denzel driving this cart. 
right? Eddie Murphy as the brake man, <laughs> kissing rubber eggs, yes. and you know, coming up with, with freezing his Rastafarian nanes off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tupac Shakur oh as the muscle, <laughs> but then Junior is the same. Same. <laughs> hey guys, oh, we almost God. had a movie in which Tupac Shakur didn't know what Buckingham Palace was <laughs> and had to be like. <laughs> rigorously shamed into knowing it by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, wow. remember, listen, this is he auditioned. That means he didn't get the part. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, 1993 okay. was not a great year for Tupac Shakur. Yeah. I also, I now I'm realizing, like, this movie came out, like, not that long after the like the Olympics they were depicting. I'm like, this happened like five years after the fact. That yeah. was pretty close. Recent memory. Yeah. They were capitalizing off of it. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Greg. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So the singer Jimmy Cliff's cover of the song, I Can See Clearly Now, um, from this movie, because of this movie, went to top 40 in <laughs> the UK, France, and Canada and became like, it like revived the song and made that dude's career. And then my favorite one, which is my favorite piece of trivia, which is the last piece of trivia for today (laughs) is in Norway, this movie is translated to cold buttocks. (laughs) Why? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Wow. Cold butt. (laughs) Cold ass is the name of our slug. (laughs) Oh. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it came out in 93. We just did Mrs. Doubtfire, so like I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. 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 We know what happened in 93. <laughs> yeah. We all, all right. know what happened. We were there. <laughs> all right. Well, that is that that's that does that's about does it. I can't speak. I don't I'm like I don't know what to do cuz we don't have a thing to pull out of a hat. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for uh, coming to Hans Zimmer yes. Trivia Hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you you have kicked off our guest up format with a wonderful entry. Like, I think Cool Runnings is honestly going to be pretty hard to beat, especially because I've talked to another potential guest and what they have, have on offer, I don't think is going to stand up to cool runnings at all. <laughs> so it's not uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no, I know. It, it was very like Mighty Ducks-esque. It was very like kids, sports movie, feel good. 90s. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. I had a wonderful Heck time yeah. watching it. <laughs> I will say, I enjoyed this more than Airbud. Oh, yeah. Airbud was oh. like a huge bummer. <laughs> Everybody was like a little too sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And you don't think, you only think of the one scene. You don't think about the like pattern of animal abuse that that movie <laughs> depicts. That really brings it down. Cool yeah. Hunting's yeah. also starts with a dead dad, but they don't rub your face in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's had time to grieve and accept the situation. Wait, did, did they even mention that he... Did they ever even like say that his dad died? They no, just mentioned just that his dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't really. Ex- I mean, it's a I Disney movie. I should have just guessed. The fact that we don't see him, I think, just is like implied that he's not around. <laughs> yeah, sure, but they don't harp on the fact that he has a dead dad. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it is a Disney Stop movie, harping so on it, you guys you can just assume. 
yeah. Yeah, it's just the picture. The only thing you see with his dad is just like that picture with Irv the, the whole time with their gold medals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Ryan, yeah. um, good news. You still get to be a baker for the rest of the whole day. Yes. Um, use it wisely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thanks so thanks much so for much. joining yeah. us. Commit, commit tax fraud. No one's going to catch you. <laughs> yeah. That's what that means. Um, yeah. yeah, follow us on social media. At Latchkey Sibs, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I guess stay tuned for how we display our guest scores going forward. I haven't figured it yeah, out yet. Yeah, don't really know. That's I feel like it's going to be Ryan, cool. <laughs> Ryan, feel free to plug again anything you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You can follow my podcast, my pop five at my pop five. Um, if you're looking for an awesome episode to start with, Holland's is incredible. So you'll find hey. one that we did this season <laughs> with her. So check that out. Uh, it's really fun. Love doing that show. If you want to follow my personal socials, I'm at R Y underscore Riel R A E L. But yeah, best thing to do. Check out my pop five, check out Holland's episode. And thanks you guys so much for doing this. I'm such huge fans of what you guys do. I love your banter and your relationship and this idea is amazing. So I'm really thankful. Thanks, man. Also, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. <laughs> wow. Sounds so fun. Let's make it happen. So, it was, yeah. It, let's it make it happen. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. If you have, if you have the availability, I'd love to do it. Yeah. We'll yeah, make it happen. I loved, I loved being on your show. The only, the only thing that I didn't love was having to narrow down my yeah. options to just five <laughs> things to talk about. That is like yeah. the hardest part. Holly and had a notebook page open with like 20 things listed and she's like, what do I choose? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I have so many things to talk about. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, I did like- listen to it. It was very fun. And the whole time I was just like, I, it was like I knew what Holland was obviously because I'm a sibling, but I knew what she was gonna say as she was saying it because <laughs> we all grew up in the same house. But that being said, we all have very different sensibilities and interests. Yeah. So like, it would be funny to hear like if the three of us got together and just made our own little list of pop or our pop five, yeah. how oh, all had to vastly different the- <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I wonder what our like collective. We had to all oh. agree on five things as like siblings would be. That would be interesting. Would be interesting. Number one interesting is Harry Potter. Experience. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. But so we don't have to get into not, it. That could be a drinking right. game we do next month when we're all <laughs> That's together. True. True. Yeah. And we'll we'll just send voice notes to Ryan and be like, "This is what we've decided." Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's gonna yeah. wake up with like nineteen voice memos, <laughs> like from four a.m. that yeah. are like eight minutes long. Yeah. 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 He's like, I, I met it. them once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be, that's, that's awesome. I think that would be a cool thing. Like even as like a finale. A bonus up of to, your own show. Yeah. 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 Cool. I like yeah. how we're just pitching. Right, we're like, guys. let us be on your show, Ryan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm going to be on your show next week. And this is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we have your consent yeah. recorded. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crossover. Consent, I don't it's know if a crossover. Make yeah. it edit. You can edit it. I'll edit. I'll edit some like earlier in the episode if he ever says yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just insert it. <laughs> yeah. Enthusiastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I love your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it totally sounds just a chopped Frankenstein up. Frankenstein yeah. audio. Yeah. <laughs> It's the latchkey uh, my pop five crossover episode. We'll make it exactly. Happen. Let's it's do like it. This, it's like a super group. <laughs> yes. 
This awesome. is the Super M of podcasts. Yes, that's a deep pull for any K-pop fans who knows what Super M is. Um, <laughs> it's like the 1992 All Star uh, Dream Team. Um, yeah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. There yes, you go, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, yes. Thank you again for being on the show. And that's all we have for you guys today. I don't know when the next guest up will be. It's always going to be a surprise. And hopefully it's a welcome one. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, everyone.